Welcome to the Wi-Fi Nomads podcast. I'm your host, Kate Smith, sharing with you how to successfully start working remotely while traveling the world. If you're ready to break free of the nine to five grind and achieve more freedom and fulfillment in life, be sure to apply to one of our upcoming Wi-Fi Nomads programs in Bali, Indonesia. It's an immersive professional development training program showing you step-by-step how to start earning an income remotely so you can work from anywhere in the world. Spots are limited, so be sure to apply soon. You don't want to miss out. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome everybody to the Wi-Fi Nomads podcast. I'm your host, Kate Smith. Today's guest joins us from her hometown in Belgium. She quit her nine to five job in marketing, joined Wi-Fi Nomads to learn how to go remote. And within two months, she landed enough freelance clients to support her lifestyle. And she just recently opened her own co-working space, Friday Cowork. I'm excited to introduce you to our Wi-Fi Nomads alumni, Natalie Hovertz. Natalie, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, and you? I'm good. I'm really excited to share your journey of going remote. And, you know, you've achieved a lot of success with going remote in terms of landing freelance clients. You've just started a co-working space. Why don't you share with us that beginning point of, been into the nine to five and what made you essentially want to make that transition to going remote? Okay. Well, actually, um, working in the past eight years in different marketing jobs, I uh, always really liked the jobs that I did. But the thing that I really loved about it was working on projects. And as you know, when you work on projects, you have deadlines. And I was also I was always very eager to like reach those deadlines and like push my goals and keep on going. But at one point you always like expect for something in return. So for me that meant that for example um, I didn't want more money or uh, I didn't want to get a fancy title. I wanted to get more time to travel and also when there were like uh, some kind of lows so in between projects. I just wanted to arrive at the office at 10 and have a long lunch and uh, talk to my to, to just my colleagues and I don't know go home at four in the afternoon and wouldn't have to be ashamed about that one because um, I did what I had to do and I delivered when those projects were, were ongoing. Actually, um, in those uh, eight years working for uh, four different companies, I never found a company that actually matched that idea that I had about um, what working working life should be like. So then I was thinking, okay, is there something wrong with me or is there something wrong with the company culture? Um, it was in um, Australia in, back in 2016. Um, uh, I only had 20, well, in Belgium, 20 days of holidays is not much. I know that that's something different in your countries, but 20 days of holidays, not much. And I spent them all in January in Australia. So that would mean that I didn't have any holiday whatsoever for the coming year. But when I was there, I was like, well, what if I could just do, could do my job from here? And that was actually possible because I, uh, I did business development, which meant that I really wrote a lot, which meant that I had like, I, we had international clients that we worked for. So it was a lot of being on Skype calls, conferences, whatsoever. So I could just pretty much do that from everywhere. Um, So I got back to my boss and I really told him, so the thing that I was always thinking about in in those previous years, I really asked him, what if 
I would do my job remotely. And then he just laughed at me. He said, well, Natalie, I can't do that because if I would let you do that, then everybody else in the company um, could do that. And um, I don't want to because I don't trust them. And that was the point where I was like, okay, um, this, is, this is not going to work for me anymore. Not that I didn't really like my job, but just I didn't like everything that didn't really have to do with the core of my job. So then I thought the only thing that I can do is um, become a freelancer and just do that core of the job and create everything around it, which is that different uh, remote lifestyle, actually. I didn't know how to do that. Okay, so then when you realized, okay, this isn't for me, this isn't working, did you quit your job immediately? Did you put some sort of plan in place? What yeah. was what did you have in place and what was going through your mind during that time? Because that's kind of scary to just quit your job, right? Yeah, so I didn't do that. Um, I put a plan in place, actually, and that was when I made that mind shift, um, I was like, also, um, it didn't really work for me to put in the extra hours on the projects that I was doing back then. And then I was like, okay, I need to make a decision. I talked it over with my boyfriend back at home. And he said, what if we would just go and travel for a long time, like reinvent ourselves, get new. He, he was kind of stuck in his job. So it was something that we both agreed on. Okay, we were gonna, we would travel. That would be like in the time span of one year that we would do that. And then, um, but I don't have any patience. Um, never had, never will. Um, so what I did actually was I just started um, browsing for other jobs. And, um, well, one thing led to another. I was back then working in a, for an agency in Brussels. So I had to commute back and forth all the time. And then I found a job, which was actually just 20 minutes cycling from my house um, in Antwerp. And it was, it was a digital marketing job. And they were looking for somebody for just one year. And I was like, okay, with the time that I'm gaining, then it will be still a 95 job. But I can start focusing and start reading and start, well, also for the travel, but also like, okay, how will this uh, remote lifestyle work? What, what information can I find about it? And so on and so on. So I decided to do that. So in the time span of one year, I, I started a new job. They knew that I was going to leave in one year. They were fine with that. And then um, we would start traveling and use that year to travel on one hand, but then also for me personally to develop the, yeah, the freelancer lifestyle that I um, dreamed about, but that I never really knew what it would look like or how to approach it. Right. Awesome. So with this client, sorry, so you, you were working with them on a contract the year before you left on your travels? No, it was a new client. New client on. Okay. But you knew yeah. that would be a one year term and wanted to like bring on more yeah. clients and the whole lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then, so you made that shift from the nine to five, you've decided, okay, we're going to travel the world for, for a year. At that point, where does Wi-Fi come into that then? So, you know, there was a point where, you know, you had applied to Wi-Fi, you came to join us in Bali. Um, so where were you at in the journey when that came into place? Well, that's like every, every good story uh, starts shitty, uh, I think. So um, we started traveling and really, really, um, 
after like just a couple of weeks of traveling, we broke up and um, I was at the point of, okay, I don't, why would I come go home back to Belgium? Because I don't have a job. I don't have a boyfriend and my apartment isn't available because somebody's renting it out. Um, but what I do have are the most valuable assets that you can have if you want to travel and that is money and time. So um, like, I'm, I'm always talking about a momentum moment because I was already following the Wi-Fi nomads, but then I saw the uh, call to subscribe um, and to join uh, the program in Bali. And I was like, well, um, and, uh, I think it, it happened in like one week or something that I was like, okay, this is my thing. I'm going to do this because this was actually something that I was like thinking about or planning on doing after like a long travel um, so why not just do it right now? So that's, uh, that's how it pretty much happened. And that's why I got there so fast uh, or decided that, that that was the thing that I needed to do. Amazing. And maybe you can share briefly with people that are listening right now what that Wi-Fi experience was like and what your biggest takeaway was from all of that. Yeah. So um, I didn't really know what to expect, actually, because and that is because I made that decision so fast but coming there without any expectations for me has worked out really really well what i absolutely loved about white fly nomads is um that we focused for two and a half days on mindset at the beginning um because that was at the point where i was then i mean i was an emotional train wreck also but um being able to just focus on a professional goal and really thinking about, okay, Natalie, where do you want to be in the next five years? But not just on a professional level, but also on a mindset level, uh, spiritual, body, whatever, um, was really an eye-opener to me. Because um, when you start uh, having a business, um, everything needs to kind of be um, put, in, put in line, put in place. Um, it's you have to have the right mindset, you have to have that focus. Um, and um, there are so many different things that can um, distract you because there will be opportunities everywhere. But at one point, you just have to go like this and create a tunnel vision. And creating that tunnel vision was something that I did at Wi-Fi Nomads. It was like small details, it was like, okay, your Instagram is full of, people that are traveling, well, I can still have some people that are traveling because I still wanted to travel, but I need to find people that have like the inspirational quotes too and like the stories and like, and still I'm listening to Gary Vee every morning. So it's, so those things really, I learned over there that it's about focusing and showing up every day. And that um, the other big, big takeaway was something that we learned very, very early in the program too. And that was that you need, you need to create some kind of a routine for yourself. Um, that is something that I'm constantly um, hearing also from new coworkers in the co-working space, people that are just starting and that are saying, I have so much freedom, but that freedom is, it can be super, super stressful. We're not made to create everything different or have like you can have one small adventure every day but nothing has to be constant and constant adventure because that's just exhausting you need to create some kind of a routine for yourself but that routine has to be tailored based on what how you see it and how you can approach your um working day or your or your life anyway 
I think that's a really good point um, with working remotely and especially being your own boss. You have the ultimate freedom. No one's saying like, get to work at this time. So creating those structures and routines allow you to essentially get things done, but you get to do it on your terms. Like you said at the beginning, okay, if I want to start work at 10, I can start work at 10. I'm still going to get my work done, but I can do it in a way that best works for me. Yeah. Um, Amazing. And so you came on Wi-Fi and can you share with everybody, you know, from that point where you went on the program and, you know, I, I love what you touched on again. Like I think mindset is huge. You can learn everything there is to know, but if your mind isn't in the right place, um, you're not going to implement anything. Can you take us from that journey then, you know, we finished Wi-Fi Nomads, you know, how long it took you to kind of get to that point where you had um, enough clients to support your travels and exactly like what you were doing for those clients. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I also learned at Wi-Fi Nomads was journaling and professional journaling. Not So I, I never, when I, was, when I was a little girl, I never kept a journal. Um, but I started journaling because we did it in the, during the Wi-Fi Nomads program. And so um, looking back at it, it has been really cool to see the progress um, and thinking about what the hell has been happening in those past months. So after the, those two weeks at Wi-Fi Nomads, the biggest challenge for me was to get that structure in place. Because when you're on the program, well, it's pretty much you, you get up as a group at the same time, the same morning and whatever. But then um, I went to Thailand because I decided that, okay, I need to travel some more and uh, decide on different co-working spaces because, um, well, I found out that being a freelancer, digital marketeer would support me and would like pay the bills. But my true passion would be opening my own co-working space. So that was actually the plan that was created during my finalement. Based on that plan, I knew that um, I had a time span of three months to find a location back in Belgium because I wanted to open up a co-working space in Belgium. So that would mean that I have had to come home to Belgium like in December. So I decided, okay, I can do the location scouting, location hunting based on my existing network back in Belgium and then also online. Combine that, um, I will uh, use my time while I'm traveling to look for clients to do to get digital marketing gigs and what i did then is i reached out to um my previous employers that's that's the main thing that i did it was i used my network and i'm still using i'm, I'm still doing that i used my network why because those people know me they know what to expect and they know the way that i communicate they know the way that i work um they know that i can that i'm a fixer so um that worked out pretty well because after like uh, two months um, I got enough well I was financially safe to say okay I'm really gonna start becoming a full-time freelancer amazing Um, I think that's such a good point using your network and the importance of that and building a network and we we talked on Wi-Fi about you know how some people approach it as I need a client so they network to try to get clients when really it's building those relationships and some are long-term relationships and a lot of clients come through networking and being able to confidently network so during that time okay you were in Thailand I know you were 
you know, using your network back home to scout for locations on Wi-Fi, you created a plan and a timeline of like, okay, here's when I need to do this. Here's when I need to do this to hit all your goals. We were just talking before this, how you've actually done incredible at not just hitting your goals, but you always hit them before the deadline, which is amazing. Um, so let's talk about the co-working space now because you've recently just opened a co-working space. Congratulations, which is amazing. And it seems to be going really well. So can you share with us that transition then? You know, you did a bit more traveling, you brought on the freelance clients, you're supporting yourself, everything's good, but you still had that vision of, okay, I need to start a co-working space, you're scouting locations. So what happened after that to get to the point where you have your co-working space now? Yeah, so um we created the action plan so that said that like in december i had to go uh, back to belgium to find a location now you can say okay it's just something that you put on paper you don't have to do it and you can keep on traveling and do um the the digital nomad uh, freelancer gigs that i was doing back then but i was like and also it was a holiday so it was also a nice period to like come home and surprise my mom that i would get back home but um, so what I did then is I was like, I'm not going it, to, it's, it's not going to cost me anything. I'm not going to lose anything to actually um, go with this plan and just try to do it. So what I did is I went back home and actually I had two locations that I really wanted to scout. Um, and um, I had an investor on board and, um, but he didn't really, um, know what a co-working space or what added value a co-working space was um, up towards like uh, working from home. Why somebody would go to a co-working space? He said, you have to pay money for coffee and the coffee is free back at home, or you can just sit in a coffee place. And I said, okay, I can try to persuade you and I can try to tell my own story, but I actually want to show you. So I did like a tour to co-working space here back in Antwerp because there are different co-working spaces here. Because I wanted to make sure that he would really see that um, there's a different co-working space for everybody. Like we don't all shop at H&M. You shop at different stores and that is the same for grocery markets or whatever. So there is also like a different target group for different co-working spaces. So I wanted to show him that. And um, again, it's, I don't believe in coincidences anymore because the past months it's, it's been one giant coincidence. But um, I was here at Friday, um, which was a co-working space in Antwerp that was already open. Um, and um, I knew the owner because I used to like work at this co-working space to um, ask him and to, to like observe him on, on uh, how he was approaching and how he was doing it. To get a lot of uh, to get a lot of insight on how I would approach it when I one day would open my own, and we were, we started talking and like uh, I think two weeks after I had that visit, he called me and he said, "Well, how's the location kind of going?" And I said, "Bad," because the two locations that I had, um, they both well, it, it didn't work out anyway. And then he said, "Well, um, I have a, I have a business proposal for you." Would you wanna um, start, well, take over uh, the Friday co creative co-work and then I would become, well, he, so then he would become the co-worker and I would become the owner because he said, when we were talking and you were explaining your vision on how to create a community here, 
and how you would um, get uh, different freelancers involved um, for like bigger gigs for clients and um, how we could do the knowledge sharing. Um, that is something that people who are already here, who are co-working here, they are waiting for something like that and I can't offer them that. You are the, the, the right person for that. So then I was like, for that. Um, I think it took me 24 hours to think about it um, because I was planning to travel again and then I just went for it. Yeah. So on the 1st of February, it was mine. Amazing. Congratulations. That's yeah, amazing. It's been amazing to see. And it's called Friday Cowork and it's in Belgium. And how do you pronounce it? Antwerp. Antwerp. Yeah. Trying to get my pronunciation down. Amazing. And for those listening, a lot of people listening right now are in the nine to five. They want to make that transition to working remote. Can you explain really what a co-working space is and why people, like you said to the investor, like, why do people even go there? Like, what is it about co-working spaces? Just so they have a better understanding. Yeah. So um, there, are, there are many different co-working spaces and the way that they are approaching it. For Friday, it's like this. We are focusing on freelancers. So people that are just working by themselves, doing different gigs for different clients. Usually those are uh, digital um, creatives, which means that we have a lot of copywriters. We have a front-end developer, back-end developer. We have graphic designer. I'm a digital marketer. So you have these, all of these different backgrounds. And um, that type of um, job market is like exploding. It's, it's huge. There are so many different um, specific jobs that you can find in that area of the creative sector, let's say. Um, but what we see is that we have clients, so each and every one of us has their own clients, but those clients, they start by asking, hey, you can you create a website for me? And then it goes to, can you do social media? And then it goes to, can you do advertising? And then it goes to, can you translate? And so on and so on. But as a freelancer, you can't do all of those things. So if you work in a co-working space, with all of these people with different backgrounds and their specialists in their own background, that means that we can help uh, each other's clients and that we can become some kind of an agency, but we're not. So that is a very big upside. What I've experienced for myself personally is that actually I haven't been a freelancer for that long, um, but being here and working with people that have been a freelancer for like seven, five, two years, and hearing their stories on how they approach new clients, price setting, oh my God, so important, price setting. Um, you, can, you can get so much information because, well, and it's just at a lunch table, it's not doing a network event or like some kind of a meeting or whatever. It's just at the lunch table that we're doing that. Having company, so just having somebody around and not just being at home by yourself all the time is also really nice we um i really tried to like set out some kind of a homey vibe here so then it's like oh come come in whenever you like they can by the way because they it's they have like a badge where it's 24 7 access um so we don't do the nine to five here at all which which i find very strange actually because there are a lot of co-working spaces who are just open between nine and five I know it's so weird in Canada. They have that, like all the ones around the world, it's very 24 seven, pick your own hours. And it's, I, I think that's the difference between office spaces and co-working spaces and yeah. office spaces. You come between nine to five, here's a place to sit. 
co-working space is community. You have those events. And just like you were saying, just being in the vicinity of people that have complementary skill sets, you learn so much. And it's a yeah. huge networking opportunity. So, you know, you have someone designing a site, oh, they need a copywriter, they need a developer. And it's just, you can support one another in your remote working. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And what would you say on that note of office space versus co-working space? What is it about co-working spaces? Like what makes a good co-working space? Cause I've, I've traveled the world. I've seen a lot and some are not so great. Some are great. In your opinion, what do you think is important to a co-working space and what makes a good co-working space? Well, um, I think personally, a community manager is super, super important. Somebody that will um, just say hello to you every morning um, and be, be nice to you and where somebody that you can turn to if you need something or if you're asking for something or, or whatever. So that, that there's that one person that is kind of like um, the glue between all of those people, somebody that can connect different profiles. I think that is super important in a co-working space. Apart from that, you need you have like you need to have some kind of vibe where you can where you feel at home where you don't feel and it's not your home but you feel like okay um i can what i just i can just show up here um at which time i want and i can stay as long as i want and it doesn't really matter and i can um, I can go out, um, I can ask if somebody wants to have lunch with me. If they don't, then that's okay. I, I mean, that's what I think is really important um, when you're looking for a right co-working space. Um, like today, um, there was somebody who was like, um, I was showing her around and we have the uh, fixed co-working space. So it's really our office desks because that is also very important that you're not just sitting you don't sit on a sofa the entire day. That's not, and work on your laptop. You sit at, at a real, at a real desk. That's the best thing for you. Like your back and your shoulders will be very happy when you do that. So um, the fixed space downstairs is our actual co-working space. And it's really quiet there. I actually introduced the first week that I was community manager, introduced the fact that we would have like some kind of co-working playlist. And that was like, it only lasted for one week. And people said, no, I really want to focus. It needs to be quiet here. That's fine. If everybody's like that, and we can work that out, then that is fine. Apart from that, I was showing that girl around. And in every different area that we have here in the space, somebody was calling and they were walking around and, and it was super busy. And I thought, oh my God, she's going to hate it because it's not quiet. And then she said, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the vibe and the atmosphere that is here. And that is not something that I am creating. That is something that the coworkers are creating. So you can't really put your, put your finger on it. What's it, what it is, but um, it's like a very, very homey vibe and it's vibrant, but you also have like the focus spaces if you really want to get the work done because a coworking space also needs to make you even more productive than if you would be back at home. Absolutely. And I love how you mentioned before, even, you know, not, I think it's important that people explore a lot of co-working spaces and see what works for them because everyone's different. I like having music at a space. Like some people like it quiet. And like you said, not everyone shops at one place like H&M, they shop at different places. And I find the same goes for co-working spaces. Like 
you know, when I first started, I assumed my first co-working space that the rest were all going to be like that. And they're so different and diverse and you really have to just give every single one a chance. And, you know, I've even had it where I've had like two memberships at the same time because I'm like, okay, I don't want to be at this exact same spot, but I can hop from here to here. And yeah, it's just really crazy. The, the diversity, um, between the co-working spaces. And I think like a big point to make with everyone here is like go in and check out those spaces and mm-hmm. find the one that works for you because that's what's, what it's about. Remote work, find something that works for you. Before we wrap up, just a few more things. What would be, now that you've gone through this journey, you've had a lot of success, what would be your advice for somebody listening that's at that point where they're in the nine to five, they kind of want to get started Obviously, there's a lot of fears and mindset blocks that can come with that. What's your advice to somebody that's at that point where they're like, okay, I want to get started? Like, do you have any words of wisdom now that you've gone through this journey? Anything they should keep in mind? Anything you want to share? Just fucking do it. That's, that's pretty much it. Just, just go for it. And um, don't wait for something to happen. Create something yourself. Um, nobody's gonna tell you to to now start working remote or whatever if it's not for you that can also be a possibility then it's not for you and then you can you can always go back because well that life will will still be there Um, so and once you've made that decision have a freaking focus and don't get distracted because there are so many things and so many opportunities that will come your way. And that is something like people keep on telling me. So every week I have a different story on what has been going on and what has been happening and how it's been evolving. And everybody's saying, wow, this is a coincidence and that's a crazy coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence because I have put something in there and it's, I just, I I make it, I keep on going myself and it's like, okay, now I got this one thing. Now I'm going to do the next thing. And, and, I keep on talking about it constantly and constantly to people that maybe they sometimes would like get a little bit annoyed by it. But because I keep on doing that, new opportunities keep on coming my way. That's amazing. I love that. I I think that that's so on point. When people get started, they kind of hop all over the place. And it's really about like, you know, you can craft that plan and then it's just boom, boom, boom. And just allowing it all to come together and not getting distracted with these other things because a lot of as you move closer to your vision you know opportunities well false opportunities are going to come your way to just distract you or deviate you from that path and just like staying on it and like you said just do it you have to take the action no one's going to say okay now's the time here we go you know like you you have to take that action to create it amazing natalie thank you so much for being here today can you share with everybody how they can follow along, um, follow the co-working space, follow you. Can you share where everyone can find you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn, but um, make sure that you follow Friday Cowork on Instagram. Um, I still have a lot of ideas how, how to, uh, to create like uh, a lot of uh, Instagram stories on Friday Cowork. And um, you will probably also uh, see different things um, evolving um and being created um also um throughout the wi-fi nomad so uh yeah amazing thank you so much so i'll link to all of that below to your linkedin to friday co-work definitely check it out it looks like a really cool space i'm really excited to check it out i see the post on insta and it looks like a really cool vibe um 
So yeah, I'll link to that below so everyone can follow along. Natalie, thank you so much for being here today and congratulations on all your success. Um, and yeah, thanks again. And I'll make sure that everybody can link, I'll link below so that everybody can follow along on the rest of your journey. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Natalie. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Wi-Fi Nomads podcast, showing you how to successfully go remote. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit subscribe and leave a review. And if you haven't already, head over to wifinomads.com. That's W-I-F-L-Y nomads, N-O-M-A-D-S.com, where you can learn more about how you can get started working remotely from anywhere in the world by joining one of our upcoming programs. Remember, spots are limited, so be sure to apply soon. Until next time, everyone, safe travels.